Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And that would make me Mike. And apparently my computer just decided that I needed to know that there was a new Bing. Oh, good. I don't, I don't use it, but thanks for telling Bing. me. Oh, it's just like the old Bing. I won't use that either. <laughs> yeah, I got to I got to tell you that uh, uh, going from my old ass laptop, which had like no frills to something that has like notifications and shit out the wazoo it is literally the most annoying thing about computers is notifications yeah for sure for holy sure. shit everything yeah i need to give you some classes on on how to navigate uh windows 11 because yeah i'm like oh my god get this out of here i don't need a notification for that that and and um the the app that like gives you coupons and tells you about sales and stuff honey I, I don't know which one it is, but I was just like, I, I think it's one that's built into the browser. It might oddly be. enough. I don't know what it was like something, something deals, but I was like, I don't, I don't need deals. We I don't can turn that off. I don't sh I did turn it off. Yeah. I did turn that off. Okay. I was like, okay. I don't, I don't need to be told where and what, if I'm looking for something specific, I'll find it. Don't worry. Yeah. I've managed to make it 45 years. Well, and, it's all, uh, <laughs> it's all Chinese spyware anyway. It's just like yeah. tick, uh, having TikTok on your phone, you know. Well, it, I'm pretty sure that Brandon and I were on a Chinese spyware du jour site on that fucking thing that we were recording on. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was insane. Like the thing that it said for the timer, it didn't say like timer. It said like, like, um, comfortable, nice, blah blah, something or other, and I'm like, what the fuck does that even? I what does that even mean? These <laughs> words don't even make sense together. Please to enjoy, yes, yeah, <laughs> I do. I do enjoy me a little badly chopped English. That's yeah, that's good stuff. Usually though, they get somewhere close. These words, it was like four words instead of just timer, which is a very very small, very short word. Uh, it was like four words and literally like thirty letters, and none of them made any sense in any context you could have possibly put them in besides hey if you took four random words and jumbled them together this is what it would look like that's the only context it worked <laughs> did we drop any hints as to what your podcast is going to be about we we're not entirely sure what your podcast is going to be about yet do we are we <laughs> yes and no i thought we had kind of settled on something uh as of wednesday and um then today there was some other stuff that was kind of thrown into the mix that mm -hmm. um, I I don't I, I'm not absolutely positive at this point. I thought we were going to go with more of a variety of things initially, um, okay. avoiding anything that you and I would do on here, obviously. Right. And then it was kind of singled down to one thing. And now it's like a. a a myriad of things that you know mm -hmm. like uh, that uh i think you might have outlined some of it in the email that you I sent i did i did yeah so i you know that that uh definitely um um made an impression and um kind of is, is is helping to form things so i'm not i don't i don't think at this point i'd be like yes well just tune in you can hear about you can hear about any number of things such as <laughs> Yeah. Let's just put it this way. Wrestling talk will be included in this, oh, definitely. this podcast yeah. that you're doing. So keep your ears peeled. We'll be talking more about that as time comes nearer to this thing becoming reality. 
I actually talked is... to my dad and I was like, maybe you would want to come on to the podcast. I think that'd be a fucking blast. On this show? On onto the onto the other one, at least oh, for, okay. for wrestling stories. My oh, yeah. God, he's got some stories about shit that just anybody who was a who was a wrestling fan and knows any old names like like Bruno San Martino and stuff, you know, like those old guys that used George to wrestle back Animal in the Steel. day. Even yeah, guys. Even earlier than that, like uh, what was it? Uh, Gorgeous George was the name of one of them, and you got uh, Billy Graham, the superstar Billy Graham, and like some other uh, guys that wrestled back in the fifties and sixties and stuff. Wasn't there a guy with the last name Cadogan that <laughs> they that used? I remember because well, I, I I say that because it's it was impressed upon me when I was looking at it because it made me think of. The killer Kadugan from St- Ren and Stimpy. I thought, oh, maybe <laughs> there that's was a killer Kowalski. Okay, maybe that was it. But I thought there was also someone with the last name Kadugan. So maybe Killer Kowalski combined with uh, somebody Kadugan. Yeah, like yeah. they mixed them together for that. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. but uh, definitely, um, definitely. Because and I, when I mentioned to him, my dad didn't scoff. Like a lot of times he says, like, what do you and Tom do on that podcast? Like you guys just sit there and 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 talk nonsense all the time and shit. And I'm like, no. And then I mentioned that we were talking about wrestling on the other one, and he was like, Whoa, hold on a second. I think I like this idea. And then I said to him, I'm like, you know, Jim Cornette, uh, Brandon and I have talked with him before. Uh actually I think we talked about him on here once, uh, who was an old wrestling um uh like manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, commentator and stuff currently has, has a, a podcast. Has yeah. a podcast that is that is fucking. First off, it's hilarious. It's it's entertaining, and it has to do with a lot of stories about old guys and stuff like that. I'm like, pop, you need to listen to that shit too. I'm like, I know you don't do podcasts because he's normally watching, you know, Chuck Norris, Steven Seagal movies, and <laughs> and like uh, westerns and stuff. Like I am. I'm an amalgamation in my taste for entertainment of my mom, my dad, and my brother, like all squished together. Like if you could, stuff that I do, I got from them. So uh, like, you know, I have my own flavor in there too, but the Westerns and the fight movies, man, I love fucking Kung Fu movies. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I would sit and watch Kung Fu movies and old monster movies. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. I'd watch that shit for days. So, but anyways... I'm trying to get him into podcasts now. I'm not necessarily. I'm. If he listened to this, he'd get a laugh out of it because a lot of the shit that, like his his sense of humor is uh is very, very wry and and dirty at times. <laughs> this would this would suit his needs. Well, you gotta you gotta you gotta like like ease him into something that that he's really gonna enjoy without a whole lot of like effort on his part, you know, to kind of cross that bridge. Yeah, and and then once he's into that, then introduce him to the show, because you know if he starts with this podcast, you'd be like, man, podcasts suck. Yeah, <laughs> that's way too fucking long. Yeah, I don't want to sit like, <laughs> like, Dad. There's like 20 minute podcasts that are great. You can most definitely, out. and you know, like I was saying, Jim Cornette. Not that I'm trying to you know suck his dick too hard here, but I am. <laughs> As a good example, some of his episodes are short, some of his episodes are long. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it varies depending on on the subject matter. And well, I think ours. that's I think that's something else that Brandon and I are shooting for is that we're gonna have you know varying 
uh, time lengths, I think, also, that it's not just going to be, we're definitely doing, you know, a hard 50 minutes here, or we're definitely doing a hard, you know, 120 minutes or anything that it's kind of like you, you go until until you run out of shit to say or it starts to drag, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I, I do think that the 20 se- minute segments is a good idea. Yeah. You know, uh, especially for a show like the one you guys are thinking about doing. But, well, yeah, um, short subject, episodic, or not episodic. Well, no, episodic, not serial. Is that what I mean to say? Uh, I would say anthology is probably a good way to describe what you guys want to do. Like, we're kind of going to be doing different stuff. With every episode. With every yeah. episode, yes. Yeah. So right. they will not be, it will not be a serial. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and, not going to be like, tune in next week to find out what happens to Professor Smith, you know, or well, something ridiculous like that. Or And it's also not an ongoing like I don't know, theme like what you and I are doing yeah here you know I don't know quite what our theme is <laughs> I don't know what honest. it is but we do definitely have a theme I think it's uh um irreverence perhaps yes yeah irreverence for most things <laughs> even things we believe in truth you know, you know because uh everything I believe in has uh something in it that I can exploit yeah. For you, you know what I really wish we could have talked about this week? The yeah. indict the indictment of President Trump. But it just yes. didn't happen. It yeah. just didn't happen. I feel like it I feel like as much as he tried to stop it from happening, he was successful at some level in pushing the timeline because obviously the um the police forces in Washington, D.C., uh, et cetera, were not in New York. We're not looking to take on a bunch of armed insurrectionists. Right. So the fact that, you know, he keeps on being like, there's going to be bloodshed and carnage mm-hmm. and get out there and protest and everything. I think it is humorous that the only protests I've seen were people protesting against him, mm-hmm. uh, not for him. Um, oh no, no! About thirty people showed up at uh, oh. like whatever his fucking oh Mar-a-Lardo. Place, Mar-a-Lardo, yeah, Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Um, like thirty protesters did show up. As I heard it, I heard that they were planning on supposed to be there. You know, yeah, I heard they were planning on making human shields out of themselves to yeah. block the uh, the whatever arresting agency was supposed to be uh, showing up, which uh, I don't believe is how it's going to happen. I very strongly suspect that you're not going to get a perp walk, unfortunately. You're not going to get the, um, you know, the the footage like uh, of when bin Laden was shot, you know, where like, you know, it's like a guy with like a, a head mounted camera, like a GoPro running through and arresting him and throwing him to the ground. You're not going to get any of that excitement, unfortunately. It's just going to be him showing up at a courthouse yeah yeah he'll probably if he's smart he'll surrender himself i think that uh i don't think he's smart enough to do that but i do think that his handlers that his handlers at the very least are pushing in that direction to be like look you don't want this to go that way like you will you will make all of the uh people that are against you cream in their shorts if they kick your door down and drag you out kicking and screaming it would be so sweet it would be so sweet 
Someone it would feel like, like Christmas this. in in March. Someone put out a series of I'll have to see if I can find them a series of photoshopped images of him being arrested and then running from the cops and then being pulled into a squad car. They're delightful. They're it so would be. Nice. It would be very. It would be very, uh, very delightful uh, indeed if it was a reality to see that kind of stuff. But uh, we're not. I don't think we're going to see that. Unfortunately, I, I just don't think that that it's a good look even for the people that are prosecuting him to allow something like that to happen like the yeah. keeping it undercover is is a better well yeah better because there's these assholes who are trying to fight against it and yeah you're just inviting more violence and stupidity So we were talking about presidential stuff, sort of, and uh, that brought me to the topic of Tiger King. Huh. So, uh, and 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 uh, what the hell is that guy's name? Oh, Joe. Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic, yeah. yeah. Joe Exotic, Mr. Joe, believes that uh, he has a very good chance this year of, or yeah, of campaigning for the office of president. Oh, why wouldn't he? So, I mean, seeing the kind of idiots that we have that have been elected to office um, and made bonehead mistakes on both sides of the aisle, I'm not just talking about, you know, current. Why wouldn't he think that he had a chance, especially in Florida? And he has, I guess he already has plans for Karen Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> he wants the Carolyn. Car Car Karen. Yeah, Carolyn Bascom is going to be, uh, it's going to be fucking outlawed in Florida. <laughs> She's just her person is going to be illegal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't and know. Louisiana and other surrounding areas. You know, yeah. the whole continental United States. Really, you'll have to go to like Florida or Alaska. I'm sorry, uh, Hawaii or Alaska. Is like the the entire continental United States. It'll become a. Uh, I just heard not to change the subject, and I'm and I'm not. This kind of goes. On. I heard that that in Florida they were introducing legislation to make. Uh, Democrats being a Democrat illegal. I heard that recently, and I are and you I, kidding me? I believe that it may have been parody, but it's something that I could definitely see happening. Yeah, that's the thing, man. When parody is so close to reality, it becomes almost impossible to distinguish them if you don't know the source intimately yeah. well, or go and do some research about the source. But Joe Exotic says a tiger in every home four husbands for every man you know that's uh that's going to be his his running and if there's um, an ideology if there's, if there's a mysterious suicide on your property it won't be looked into too heavily no man let uh, well, i don't know how my i don't know how every like how do you know it was my tiger that ate the remains i don't know right. <laughs> it's really a it's a really a great system to have a tiger in every home yeah you know yeah. like the ultimate home security who's fucking with a tiger yeah, well, I but, guess then, you know, gun sales would probably go up, so... Here's eh. the thing. Just like a, a gun, most people are more likely to get killed by it True. <laughs> have it defend their home. <laughs> you know? I mean, you can't really deny those statistics. They're pretty strong. Is there anything possibly uh, more scary that you could imagine walking into a room with than a big cat? Well, that's done apparently very often in like Africa, especially in South Africa, like, um, well, South Africa, the country of South Africa. 
um like you'll see guys strolling down the streets of johannesburg with a tiger or like a lion on their on their on a collar insane yeah yeah like drug lords and shit or just like you don't don't usually see people walking around with like a king cobra strapped on them yeah right (laughs) that would be that would be the baddest motherfucker on the face of the planet (laughs) i would call him destro even though destro is not a snake man just because Cobra Commander would sound stupid. Yeah, I, I just, I think that if, if, if anybody, if anybody in our, in our uh, listening audience ever has seen a picture of somebody walking around casually with a Cobra, one that wasn't defanged and had the venom and ever taken out or anything, like a real just, you know, in its natural state, King Cobra, I would, I would implore of you to send that information our way. I saw a picture one time. Uh, it was like a meme of this guy holding a, a barrel cactus over his head and and it, uh, the caption said have you ever been so mad that you started swinging a cactus <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure that i have been cactus mad at one point in time but i just didn't have a cactus available but he had to like knock that fucking thing down past the spikes and then pick it up and like yank it up and it probably weighed like 30, 40 pounds and it's covered with fucking prickles. And he's going to like swing that around. At least he probably got a refreshing drink. Yeah. Yeah. He got some coconut or some coconut water. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. Coconut water in mm-hmm. a cactus. Absolutely. Yep. Cactus water. Yeah. Cerveza. <laughs> <laughs> coconut water. That's funny been a long fucking couple of days i have to say i didn't sleep well the day before this this weather has been playing havoc on on me personally yeah and my penis health is suffering for it too it's all wilted <laughs> from the rain well you know it kind of like when you're in the bathtub too long and your fingers prune yeah my penis yeah, is your, prune. your your manhood prunes up and yeah oof, oof. becomes undesirable to touch have you ever i'm sure you have uh the the first time think what back, masturbated with a sponge no i have no absolutely not i was gonna say stuck a road kind up your butt but no oh, yeah um, no i've done that had your had your junk fall asleep like the first time that it happened oh yeah was it not the scariest thing that you're at that like, time that you had experienced like, you're like come back come back <laughs> why can't i feel it i can feel it but i can't feel it <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a ma- that's a bad moment and like if you are especially unlucky and your tank fell asleep back to your butthole too like that whole area just doesn't feel like it's there mm-hmm. and you're like oh my god i'm afraid i'm afraid to reach down there i'm afraid to look because i'm afraid of what i'm gonna see yeah you like, just got split open like a pumpkin from your taint to your there's t- nothing there under your taint to the other yeah when i was when i was okay this is a funny story i don't think i've ever told this one uh to you at all but when I was a kid, I thought when I discovered my taint, I th- I thought that it was a uh, a surgery scar, and that my parents transformed me from a girl to a boy. Wow, when I was a baby. Yeah, um, I was like convinced of this for a couple of years. I wondered uh, at one point if I had a vagina underneath of it, like if that's <laughs> how it worked. Like, is that where that is? Like it's hidden, but for a girl, it's open there. I don't know. Like, uh, it was a mystery then, and it's a mystery now. Yeah, I it could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there could... is, I'm missing out on a lot of uh, you, you, experiences. You, you, you too could have an internal vagina. 
<laughs> oh, get internal vagina. There you go. Well, what the episode title? Yep. Yep. You knew that was. I knew that when it was coming out the gate, buddy. I... <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting an ear for these things before they even happen. I'm becoming like a precog. I'm like, uh, like Tom Cruise is going to be in the room and he's going to have to like pick up a little red ball and go, ah, yeah, okay. There's the episode title written on it. <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> I just watched a video of Tom Cruise from ages ago where he was like at an awards show and the guy on the red carpet's talking to him and he's it's like a tr- like a trick thing and he squirts him in the face with like some liquid. Oh, and he gets super mad. And he's he like, like, why would you do that? Why why would you do that? And like he's holding the guy's hand and like pulls him forward and he like won't let him go and he's just yeah. like the guy looked like he was gonna cry by the time he got done because it was just such an it was such an like palpably intense well moment. I mean, it was because he was staring into the eyes of a psychopath. Yeah. Now why would you do that? 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 Very funny. Very funny. Can you please? No, no, it's okay. No, no, wait a second. What's so funny about that? It's ridiculous. Do you like making less of people? Is that it? I'm apologizing. I didn't think you would be taking like that. Is that you? You like doing mean things to people? imagine like tom cruise during sex like you can't look at him you mm-hmm. just can't look at his face because you couldn't finish could you be like i feel so uncomfortable right now maybe he wouldn't let it's so weird him. like i he, won't let you finish i can picture him being like don't look at me oh, then, oh he wouldn't let you look at him not that he wouldn't let you finish yeah no he'd say don't look at me you have the lights out oh yeah he's just like he's such like his intensity is disturbing mm-hmm well, yeah, I mean, other people who have worked with him have said that he is, like, really fucking crazy. But he's also apparently very, very dedicated to his craft. Yeah. Um, you know, and you generous to, to a certain degree. And he's a good actor. He's just scary as fuck. I would yeah. not trust him with my pets. Have would- you ever seen the Family Guy episodes with little Tom Cruise? No. Like, there's ones where, like, there's an episode where Stewie becomes best friends with him, and he's literally the size of a toddler, but it's Tom Cruise. It's worth looking it up, because for as dumb an idea as it sounds like, I think that they nailed his personality in that show. Here's the thing. I just want to put this out there as a blank statement. I feel like you should know this. Uh, I feel like you know it's coming. Um, I wouldn't ever know uh, any... Family Guy reference, and when you ask me, have I seen it? It actually makes me a little sick every time, 
because I absolutely fucking despise Family Guy. I especially Peter Griffin. How do you feel about American Dad? Oh, uh, I don't even. That doesn't even register for me. It doesn't even count as. A is thing. it? Is it that you don't like Seth MacFarlane? Um, maybe I. I just because think... Seth MacFarlane is a is a hard um, like, is it's kind of a hard individual to really truly like, because he likes uh, he's he's very one way with his personal politics and the things that he jokes about but then like he'll have james woods on like a bunch of episodes and james woods is a tool like an absolute tool no i don't even care and a about terrible that. actor so like it makes it hard for me to be like yeah i really like his sense of comedy when i have to look at james woods or he had rush limbaugh on no, like a couple times you know see, i wouldn't even know that because i don't give a shit about seth mcfarlane i just think the show is annoying i don't like the animation style i don't like the character design i don't like any of the characters they're all fucking annoying they're all him <laughs> it's just noise it's like south park it's the same thing i know there's a lot of people who love it i don't judge them for it but to me it's fucking garbage it's hot stinking filth garbage if and there I was a it. soapbox i assumed you were going to jump onto and latch onto and start screaming to the masses from i didn't think it was family guy today dude dude i have so much pent-up anger that i need to get out and this is gonna be yes i will die on this fucking hill that is fucking well, I, I won't even say about south park i think that south park is actually quite brilliant i just that edgy humor doesn't really i think south it. park might have been brilliant at one time i don't uh, i refuse to watch it anymore because uh i just i don't like it okay fair enough but yeah. i never liked family guy never not once I, I always thought it was stupid i always thought it was obnoxious um and and just i i i look at it as it's like it's it's uh, it's the hot pockets of TV. Right up Fair there enough. With, it's it's enjoyable, it's tasty, but it's also really just not good at all. It give you diarrhea. Yeah, it gives you diarrhea. Mm. Cold in the middle when you microwave it. Uh, just the 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 premise of the show itself is kind of yeah suspect. Right. It's but they've had asshole. a lot of they've had a lot of good sight gags throughout okay. the course of time well, the, that yeah, I've enjoyed. Gags. But see, that's just like anyone can do that. True. No, anyone can do but that. But nobody was, so they were doing it, and I yeah. watched it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm not judging anyone for watching it. I'm just, I, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you take a look at like Al Bundy. Al Bundy was a sort of a sleazy guy, but he wasn't that bad. He was a decent guy. He just had a shitty life. Whereas Peter Griffin never learns his lesson. He's an irredeemable piece of shit. And, you know, and everyone just permits that. Everyone is just like, okay, it's cool. Oh, Peter. You're such a degenerate, but I still <laughs> love you anyway. And then he does that stupid fucking laugh. <laughs> and then I have to buy another TV. <laughs> I've he shut. Come on, come on, break up. your monitor. No. <laughs> I will smash your face into a jelly. Dude, I'm gonna launch you into space with a fucking trebuchet. 
right into the fucking sun. Do you have a trebuchet? I could build one. That would be no awesome. <laughs> Man, could you imagine the fun we'd have with that? Well, can you imagine? Can you imagine how many times we get arrested with that? Holy shit! <laughs> I see you've been arrested for things with trebuchets numerous times. Well, yeah. you got to get it out of your system, you know. They would call me trebuchet Tom. Like if I had a catapult, dude, I'd be in so much trouble. I'd be launching dog poo into the neighbor's yard uh a quarter of a mile away yeah yeah and they would never know where it came from but then they would drive by your house and see a fucking trebuchet and be like um or a catapult and be like yeah. um that might be the only problem i'd have to keep it behind the house where they couldn't necessarily see it i just want like a trap door that they fall into so like when persetalizers and other assholes come to my house i could just launch them back out to the fucking street you know what I was always obsessed with when I was a kid? I always wanted an underground lair. Oh, like, yeah, I, I wanted to dig myself an underground lair. I wanted like a trap door in my in my like living room so that if I wanted to, I could just slip out the trap door and down underneath the house and, and leave. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that was that was like the biggest fan. I was like, fuck tree houses. Going underground is the way to go until you realize that you'll probably get crushed by gravity and earth. Mm -hmm. you know because you didn't shore up the tunnel properly i always wanted i always wanted a house with secret hat like passages and like yeah that'd be awesome shit. um there was this in kentucky there was this grow house like this grow operation where they had if you went down into the basement one whole wall slid open using like hydraulics mm -hmm. it was a big fucking bank door style thing and underneath was like a full acre of pot and then at the back of the property there was a staircase going up with a uh bat like this perfectly balanced fake rock that would lift up and you could climb out and it got busted they they took like hundreds of pounds of kind of like scooby-doo meets pineapple express yeah dude it was nuts and uh i guess i i mean i think of that that's like breaking bad level like or like better call Saul level like operation where it's, it's pretty like, goddamn cool yeah it is cool it's very cool um but you know obviously those people went to federal prison for a very long time for doing it you know but somebody got to be like you know like somebody's buying that property at some point at like an auction and they they end up with this amazing like underground area yeah. that you know like turn that shit into a fucking haunted house or something like, I would. Oh, dude, your own personal laser tag arena. Yeah, you kidding me? I'd put like a fucking roller hockey rink in there or something, like a couple roller hockey rinks. Yeah, like a, I'd have a fight at the garage. I always wanted like a music studio. Just being, mm -hmm. you know, assuming that I had money, which sex, I don't. A sex dungeon. Well, you know, um, I think, uh, yeah, probably like something like that. I I don't know about the dungeon part, like that. Like maybe because of where it was located, but I don't I don't get into that uh, BDSM stuff. It's just neither not my it's not I, my not, bag. Neither do I. I guess sex dungeon is a loaded term. Yeah. How about like mask? just give me a nice comfortable bed, maybe a sex swing. I could go that route, but well, uh, a, nothing. A no, no, like leashes and fucking how, you know. How whips. about we we call it an adult playroom? There you go. <laughs> and everything will be vinyl so that it can be sterilized right so that way like if your friends are like dude can i borrow the playroom you'd be like all right you're like it's not creeping me out yeah. because i know your substances won't be on my walls when i get in there 
Just spray it down when you're done, and they have a little bottle like the. Uh, I would have like a button that you pushed, and it automatically like this thing came out of the ceiling and automatically <laughs> like sterilizing solutions, and a drain opened up in the floor. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. I mean, because uh, if I'm gonna have like an underground area that size, I would assume that I have unlimited resources. I would assume, yeah. Well, yeah. let's just say you do. Because if you could afford to buy that house. But what if you bought a house, right? And then you found that because the realtor didn't know about it? I would, I've always been fascinated by the thought that I, like, you could buy a place. Like, like when, when you buy a house, when you buy your first, like, you know, regular house, uh, I know you're going to be going around and searching closets for loose panels and, and checking for, like, secret hidey holes and stuff oh, like that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, that would just be amazing. That would mm -hmm. be amazing. Yeah, and I am on the verge of buying a new house. So that is uh, something that I look forward to doing. Uh, I remember when I first moved into my house um, in Hershey when we were, when I was, like, in kindergarten, I could imagine that house having a bunch of like hidey holes in it that you wouldn't know yeah, about. Unfortunately, I, it didn't, but it didn't. No. Um, well, besides up in the attic, but like we those, made those. those areas that were, yeah, like they, that was kind of a that. cool hidey hole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So those who obviously don't know is most of our audience. Um, we had, I had an attic room and it was a cathedral ceiling. So it basically touched from you know the floor all the way up to this you know pyramid like at the top you know and uh we built walls down the sides at about head height or a little higher um giving the room a square appearance with a with a peaked roof and uh, those areas behind there were like secret paneled you know we so you could like flip them open and go back there and, and like find shit like stuff like boxes that my brother had left and, and dust out and dust <laughs> and, and yeah like rat or poop you know like fucking uh, mouse poop and <laughs> bat guano and guano fucking, dude you made me so mad that night we had a bat in the house and it took us a long time to figure out the bat problem but <laughs> you were sleeping over and i was on one couch and you were on the other and you were like, talk, talk. And I was like, what? And you were like, bat. And I was like, fuck. And I freaked out. And then I could not get back to sleep for the rest Sounds of the Sounds like night. something I would do. Yeah, yeah. So that I could not get to sleep for hours and hours afterwards. And I was so fucking pissed at you. <laughs> Sounds absolutely like something I would do. <sighs> yeah. Good times, man. It's almost times. as if you're a monster. Oh, that reminds me. It's time for You're a Monster If. You're a monster. What the hell is wrong with you? I think this week my You're a Monster If would have to be people who walk through like Target or Walmart or whatever, or, you know, any grocery store, any kind of retail store with, let's say, a cup of coffee or like a candy bar. And they're they're consuming it and then they just leave their little kleenex and their little fucking cup of coffee on the shelf in the middle of the fucking store for someone else that. to clean up i fucking want to pummel those people's hands and feet into dust and powder 
just their hands and feet. So you want to yeah. leave them as like a I want to maim armless, them. legless. You know, no, they'll have their arms and legs. They'll just be useless to them. I want <laughs> to flaps. I want, yeah, I want to maim these people, disfigure them. I want everyone to look at them to go, oh, oh, you're one of those guys. You were an <laughs> asshole, weren't you? Chances are you still are, but now at least you can't put as much of an effect on the world because you have to get someone to push you everywhere. <laughs> or just drag yourself along on your flappy stumps. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's like falling, climbing along the ground like a low crawl. Yeah, I just, I, uh, it's gross, especially like if it's something that your mouth was touching, like it's just repulsive and you don't care that someone else has to clean that up because you're a selfish piece of shit. Mm -hmm. So you're a monster. So they are everywhere. I can't tell you the number of times that I've gone into a grocery store and there was like a half consumed cup of coffee mm -hmm. and it was cold. Yeah, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I don't know why it being cold makes such a difference to me, but um, I guess because I just imagine hundreds of other people walking by it, ignoring it. Yeah, yeah, and not cleaning it up themselves. Because I've been known to grab stuff like that and be like, "Yeah, is there somewhere I can throw this out? I just found yeah. it on the shelf." Yeah, no, it's gross. I, Before somebody's kid picks it up, I will admit that for non-refrigerated items, I have occasionally put them back on the wrong shelf. <laughs> I have done that. Having well, been yeah. a stock clerk, were you eating it though? Like, did you? No. Were you consuming? Okay, well then, it's no. now. It's not a big deal. We've all done that. Um, Jane has a habit of like, if there's something that we don't want when we get up to the register, she'll be like, "I'll just put it over here." And like, mm -hmm. there's like a fucking can of corn sitting in with the Yu-Gi-Oh cards, right? And nobody knows yep. why. I do. Yep. <laughs> I'm no, like, why didn't you why. take that the fuck back? They know why, and probably they hate it but it is what it is i mean i'm thankfully the, those people were the reason why we got to do the return carts when we were working at the grocery store which was always a good thing to do yeah like hey here here's uh, a cart full of, of stuff that people didn't want go put it back on the shelf you could justify an hour and a half in that task fuck yeah like you didn't even like you could have had like four things and be like i what happened what took so long oh uh, I couldn't find this, but meanwhile, what the reality was is that you went and camped out in the bathroom, smoked a cigarette, and you know, mm -hmm. took a shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that was but the best. You could also say, "Dude, I'm 16. I don't buy groceries. I don't know where this <laughs> shit is." I'm like, "But you worked here for four years." Oh. Yeah. I also liked getting cigarette duty because you could take your sweet ass time. Yeah, like it would always take your sweet ass time, and then you ended up with like a box full of them. And I always felt like it was like a little treasure trove because I always wanted them very badly. And I thought, yeah. I wonder if I could just sneak off with one pack of cigarettes. But we all know that my guilty conscience would never allow me to do that. Them's was the days, weren't they? Yeah. Eighty nine cents for a pack of basic cigarettes, and now yeah. I pay about nine dollars. I I buy Sonomas which are on the cheaper side of things. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I still pay about eight bucks a pack, yeah. which is just astronomically, ridiculously high. Um, and it's my goal is to be done with them by the time I move into the new house. No, I hope you do well in that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my, it's a my... feasible goal, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to have a big butt can sitting outside my house. Unless it's literally for big butts. 
Because you know you like them and you cannot lie. Yeah. You know, not even the other brothers can deny. It's true. You know? Well, the girl comes in with a itty-bitty waist and a big thing in your face, you get sprung. Anyways, my Euro monster for this week. People who purposely leave shitty tips yeah to service to service personnel who bust their fucking asses yep yep you're a monster if you get yourself and your entire family of 10 eats at a restaurant Mm -hmm. and your bill is 230 dollars and you leave a fucking 10 dollar tip you know what i i i am a i'm a chronic over tipper i was gonna say i am too like like I feel guilty almost because it's like I I've worked in the service industry industry. I know what shit wages you get. I know the bullshit you have to put up with. I know the messes that people leave, the disgusting people you have to work with. Yeah. And yeah. and everybody's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care like who you are. Uh, you have some disgusting traits and, right. and they, they come show at some you're, point when yeah. you're eating. Yeah, they do. <laughs> well, and just the fact that, especially in a post-COVID world, you're like, oh, people's. I am so glad yeah. I don't work in that kind of industry. Yeah. In that, like, I used to like housekeeping, you know, cleaning up after people, cleaning bathrooms and stuff. I am so fucking glad I got away from that prior to COVID. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know what I, I would. I think I probably really would have worn like one of those hazmat suits where just my face was sticking out mm-hmm. and like then I had a shield on or something. Well, <laughs> let's be honest, even at a high profile hotel like the one that you worked at, I would say that during that time you probably would have been laid off because they wouldn't need that many people because not that many people were traveling. Truth. Time. You know. It would have been hard for me to do that job. Well, by that point, if I had still been there, I probably would have been high enough in seniority that I would have been one of the people that was there. Yeah. And you'd probably be tasked with things that normally weren't within the realm Ugh. of your... Believe me, I saw okay. some horrific things pre-COVID Yeah, that post-COVID would have made me go, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> nope, yeah. I'm gone. See ya. It's not yeah. worth it anymore. Yeah, we don't need to recap those. We did that on. No, the I wasn't episode. wasn't planning on it. Yeah, good. I Thank was you. just leaving it at that. But yes, people that that give shitty tips, or people that leave those fucking bills that are actually leaflets for religious stuff, and get your oh, hopes man. up that you got like a twenty, and you open it up, and it's like you just found Jesus. No, those... no, motherfucker, I didn't. I just found yeah. an asshole's piece of paper. Yeah, that those cunts can go directly to the hell that that they made up. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, because that is the shittiest fucking most selfish goddamn behavior because they're not doing it for you they're doing it to feel better about themselves one and two because especially these evangelicals that are the types that leave that shit Mm -hmm. truly and genuinely and honestly believe that the only way they'll get to heaven is to bring about the end of the world they want to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth and the only way to do that is to bring about the book of revelations and they're doing everything they can to bring that about. They're a death call. And we know this. And you know this, man. And, but I will say there are exceptions when leaving a bad tip. If your server is an absolute twat yeah, and is just a jerk off and isn't, <laughs> isn't trying, isn't making honest well, mistakes 
and stuff, which vary extremely, extremely few and far between. Uh, that see, you would ever find one. Then I, I would. Then I would be like, you know what? I get it. Just fuck them. No, I would still leave at least fifteen percent. Oh, no, I meant you're not leaving a great tip for them. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. that's that's fair. I agree with that. But they should get at least the minimum 15%. And the reason why I say that is because maybe they're having the worst fucking day of their life. You know? shouldn't, shouldn't come out in your work. I've had bad, terrible fucking days. And, I don't disagree. What I'm know. saying is that I'm trying to have a little compassion for the least among me. Fair enough. You know, I, I, I mean... I, as you know, I'm not a believer, but I think there's some good words in the Bible here and there. There's a couple ones that are strung together that turn out to be kind of good. One of them is that, you know, honor the least among you. And I think that that means the people who are the most disagreeable to you, you know, not the poor necessarily, but the emotionally or, 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 or mentally weak who, who mistreat others because of their ignorance. Yeah, you can interpret that any way you like because it's already been interpreted in any way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I'm not interpreting it because I don't fucking think it came from some great place of truth. I just think it's a nice piece of wisdom, you know, like 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 extend a little grace to people. I mean, not all of them. Give them another chance at least. I uh, yeah, I I'm I'm all for giving people a second chance. Absolutely, yeah. but if you're like repeatedly a jerk off. Oh yeah, then I'm, you're, you're a jerk I'm, off. Yeah, well then I'm done with your ass. Yeah, yeah. I, I I won't. Spend like we've all had a restaurant or somewhere that we went when you get a certain person, you're like, oh fuck me. Yeah, not yeah. again. Yep. You know, sure. so it's possible. Yeah. Then you end up making paper mache out of the napkin, sticking it on the knives and the forks, and hiding them in the plants. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Just, you know what you do with rude service people? You get some of the stinkiest cheese that you can find, right? And then you go, and if they have like a coat check, you like sew it into the line of your jacket, of an old jacket you don't care about. Like buy one from like Goodwill or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then wear it to this place and then check the coat and never check it back out. And this cheese will start to ripen and and get moldy and stink the whole fucking place up and they won't know why <laughs> how about those how about people also that that don't like help the server out and stack their plates and shit at the table oh dude, that drives me insane dude, most people don't do that almost i think most people do that that i've do seen they? yeah really? okay yeah. i i i guess i haven't seen it because i always do it you know yeah Again, i mean it, that's just me, it's, it's just ingrained in me yeah, it's just common courtesy, right? You know, but I mean, when they have to reach halfway across the table because you don't feel like giving the plate to them at least. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck off. I like to think that uh, it's for me, it's like a I'm going to and this is, you know, pre COVID, whatever. I'm going to ha may force you to touch as little things that potentially had contact with my inside of my mouth. As, as humanly possible like i don't want you to have to touch every single piece of silverware and every single cup and every single plate mm -hmm. you know like i'm gonna stack that shit up so you get like everything in one swoop and you can go you don't have to fuck with uh separating everything yeah 
Yeah. Or not separating, gathering everything, not separating it. It's got, poor guys in this room got to separate it. Yeah, but I mean, they're usually wearing gloves up to their elbows. You would think so, but no, well, probably not. not always. Not always, yeah. yeah. I worked with a dude that uh, when we used to empty the linen chutes for housekeeping, which was bed linens and mm. God knows what else uh, was included in that. Used to do it without gloves on all the time for years, never wore gloves. And I was like, you couldn't pay me enough to do that without gloves on. Yeah. And like dude- if you said... Either don't wear gloves or you're fired, I'd be fired. So it's time for another weird Wikipedia. This week we're going to talk about the AVE Mizar or AVE Mizar, which was. Yeah, a, I don't know. AV, AV Mizar? AV? I, think, I think it's supposed to be AVE because they're all capital. I think when everything's capital in something, you don't sound it out. Yeah. I think. So, uh,. It was okay. So AVE stands for Advanced Vehicle Engineers of Van Nuys, Los Angeles, California. I thought Van Nuys was its own place. Is it just the? Is it just the, like a region a of Los Angeles? Probably like a neighborhood. Hmm. The way Burbank is a neighborhood of Los Angeles. True. True. So, um, so it was named after the star Mizar, or Miz Mizar, whatever. No, I don't not Mazzy Star. No. Uh, and it was start- the company was started by Henry Smolinski and Harold Blake, both graduates of Northrop Institute of Technologies. Yeah, Henry Blake was the name of the uh, commanding officer on MASH. You just go ahead and plow through what I was yeah, saying. That's I fine. Yeah. No, that's totally cool. Uh, so it looks like this guy basically what happened is this guy took a uh, a Pinto Ford Pinto. Uh, which was the subject of a book in the 1970s. <laughs> well, the Ford Pinto, uh, notoriously, uh, that and the, um, oh God, I can see the car and I can't think of what the fucking name of it was. But uh, yeah, the, the, the Nader, Nader's favorites. Yeah, yeah. Unsafe uh, Chevy Corvair. Any, unsafe at any speed was the name of the book. Yeah, I think though... Um, you would really do away with the problem of being rear-ended in a Pinto and having it explode if it was in the air. That's very true. Yeah. That's very, very true. So, yeah, maybe we could have taken the engineering specs of this vehicle to, yeah, into account. I mean, you get a comfortable car-like ride out of the flight and, you know. Because, because, and, and maybe people have already guessed this, but at this point, this car could fly, or at least in theory, it could fly. Uh, because they attached the wings of a Cessna to it. <laughs> and, and on the on the Wikipedia page, there is definitely a picture of what would appear to be a Cessna merged with a Pinto. However, the veracity of the photo, I will call into question as to whether it's actually actively working or not. Well, uh, working, yeah, that's a good question. It could just be a, a test model. So we've got a test flight section here. Uh, on the test flight from Camillo Air, Camarillo Airport in California on August 26, 1973, according to test pilot Charles Red Janessy, the right wing strut base <laughs> took mounting attachment failed soon after takeoff because turning the aircraft would put too much stress on the unsupported wing. Janice 
put the aircraft down in a bean field. After mm. the roadway was closed to traffic, Janice drove the otherwise undamaged airport back to the airport, uh, aircraft back to the airport. On September 11th, 1973, during a test flight at Camarillo, the right wing strut again detached from the Pinto. With Janice not available for this test flight, Mizar creator Smolinski was at the controls. Although some reports say the Pinto separated from the airframe, air traffic controller Reed Wesk, who was watching through binoculars, <laughs> said the aircraft distinguished after taking off, uh, it disintegrated after taking off and making a right turn. According to Janice, the wing folded because the pilot tried the aircraft tried to turn the aircraft when the wing support structure failed. Smolski and Vice President of ADE Harold Blake, who were killed in the resulting crash. I got a vision when I read that of like the guy bringing back and being like, dude, this this wing strut is a problem. And then being like, well, I don't really know how to weld, but we got a welder here. Yeah. And like this. Yeah, that looks like it's good. Or putting some JB weld on it or something. And then he's like, it'll be fine for the next flight. And then they go up there and the thing fucking like when you said like the automobile disengaging from the from the aircraft frame. And just all the welds at once just came loose and the car just went and dropped. Yep, that's exactly what I oh my god, oh. that's a fucking great mess. It's horrible movie. to laugh at that, but it you know <laughs> come on. Who the fuck would do something like that? A maniac, obviously. Now I want to oh. bring your attention to about near the bottom of the article in the see also section. Very first link. Yep. <laughs> list of inventors killed by their own invention this is this is the rabbit hole that we're going to go down <laughs> that's right that's to right. a certain degree because um it's I a just, long article i just don't think that we have enough time to cover everything yeah there's a bunch yeah we'll just look for the best but all right so uh right off the bat we're we're treated to france franz reichelt can i can i tell uh, this story sure if you like and we've got we've got Franz Franz Reichelt, I want to say is his name, who died in 1912. Uh, he's actually the first one that's listed here on the site by by photograph. Who decided that he was going to make himself, <clears throat> excuse me, a coat parachute. Seems like something everybody would want. Uh, sure. Who hasn't been out on a windy day and wished that they had a parachute in their coat mm -hmm. that could catch them and drag them miles and miles away. <laughs> and you are powerless <laughs> to do anything to stop it. Uh, yeah. So he right. fell to his death from the first deck of the Eiffel Tower. How many decks are in the Eiffel Tower? Do we know this? It's a good question. Can um, you look that up quick while I'm telling the yeah, story I here? Yeah, do that. Sure. Uh, first deck of the Eiffel Tower while testing his invention, the coat parachute it was his first attempt with the parachute and he told the authorities the first time he tested he'd do it with a dummy so the authorities allowed him to do this under the guise that he was going to use a dummy well some might say he did use a dummy because it was him and he yeah, killed himself yeah yeah the first deck though like if it's number one through whatever why wouldn't you go to the highest deck like wouldn't that make sense I mean, if you're going to die, fucking make sure you got enough room for the thing to inflate, you know? Right. Well, it looks like it has three decks. The first, mm. second, and the God, summit. there was a third. I'm, I can't believe that I was right about that. 
The tower has three levels for visitors with restaurants in the first and second levels. Okay. The top level's upper platform is about 906 feet above the ground, the highest observation deck accessible to the public in the European Union. Tickets. Hmm. Okay. So the climb from the ground level to the first level is over 300 steps. He was essentially base jumping before base jumping was cool. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't make it cool. Yeah, uh, I. In, in and, fact, and, I would argue that he probably set the movement back by quite a bit. Yeah, and it's, the first deck. I mean, what did his legs get tired? It was like, oh, and they were like, no, look, you can only jump from the first deck, and yeah. not from nine hundred feet, right. where it's you know, it seems like it might be a better. I don't know, may, maybe just to me because I don't do that stuff. It seems like a better idea to be higher up. Yeah, of course, it gives you a lot longer time to scream. As you're plummeting to your death. Right. But people have managed to um, make it through, like, harrowing falls. Like, the girl that uh, the plane uh, broke apart, and she basically was strapped into her seat and into the jungle in the Amazon and managed to live. It's a crazy story. Amazing story. I think we talked about her in an earlier episode. We did, yes. Yeah. Just, we did. You know, so it's possible. Uh, so but not with a coat parachute. Sylvester Roper died 1896, was the inventor of the steam-powered bicycle and died of a heart attack or a subsequent crash during the public speed trial in, 19, in 1896. It is unknown whether the crash caused the heart attack or the heart attack caused the crash. A, a steam-powered bicycle. Right. I don't imagine that was on any kind of small scale. Considering that in the time frame we're looking at here, trains were massive and were steam powered. So, guessing, you know, he had uh, some kind of steam generation system that would have made this thing pretty sizable. Yeah. Perhaps. Um, terrible idea. I, it's apparently steam and bicycles killed a lot of people. Like here we have uh, Fred Dusenberg, of course, of the famed Dusenberg automobile um, family that was killed in a high-speed road accident in one of those cars. Yeah. Man. So is Dusenberg a thing still? It says was. Uh, no. 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 So no. Dusenberg is like is like an old school, like early 19th century or not early 19th, early 20th century. Um, yeah, the company was sold and dissolved in 1937. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. And you got, oh, Stanley Steamer. There's right. a guy, Francis Edgar Stanley, was killed in 1918 by his Stanley Steamer automobile. Drove his car into a wood pile while attempting to avoid farm a farm wagon traveling side by side on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. And then another, another bicycle, a guy that uh, William Nelson... A General Electric employee invented a new way to motorize bicycles, but he then fell off his prototype bike during a test run. I don't know how he fell off of it and killed himself. Must have been one hell of a fall. You know, I, I, I zoomed through this article really quick, and I'm surprised that I could not find anything about the Demon Core. Are you familiar with that? The what? The Demon Core? No. Okay, so... I'll, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, the Demon Core was a spherical 6.2 kilogram subcritical mass of plutonium 80 
nine millimeters in diameter manufactured during world war ii by the united states nuclear weapon development i am a, now i do know what the demon core is yes yeah it was once you started reeling that stuff up i do remember this yeah it was developed for the manhattan project yeah so this thing was encased in a block of neutron reflecting tungsten carbide blocks uh this thing basically was supposed to um I think that's correct. Ah, hold on. Okay, here we go. The refined plutonium was shipped to the from a Hanford site in Washington State to the Los Alamos lab, Laboratory. An inventory documented dated August 3rd shows the Los Alamos had expended the tr components of the Trinity and Nagasaki bombs and had in its possession and finished in the hands of quality control. Material for a bunch of chemicals. There's a little shit. sticker that said inspected by number yeah. right on there. So they they used a, a plutonium gallium alloy which stabilized the something phase through the allotrope of plutonium so it could be hot pressed into the de desired spherical shape as plutonium plutonium was found to correct corrode readily the sphere was then coated with nickel so the take-home message is this fucking thing was stored in like a, a case of some kind and when they accidentally opened it up um uh they were hit with a, a a small tiny blast of um super concentrated super concentrated radiation gamma radiation yeah and died 25 days later of radiation poisoning and that and that was a slow and terrible terrible death yeah it, it isn't it amazing how many people like how careless they were with radiation back in you know back in oh, the man. 19 you know 20s 1930s and, and so forth like well, the the, was... the radium girls yeah well this stuff, is in like, the 40s crazy I mean, this, this took place in the 40s I mean, still i meant it was still should have careless at that yeah. point yeah i mean it was done by well in this case okay so i'll read it on august 21st 1945 the plutonium core produced a burst of neutron radiation that led phys physicist Harry De Danglin's death. Danglin made a mistake while performing neutron reflector experiments on the core. He was working alone. A security private, Robert J. Hammerly, was seated at a desk 10 to 12 feet away. The core was placed within a stack of neutron reflective tungsten carbide bricks, and the addition of each brick moved the assembly closer to criticality. While attempting to stack another brick around the assembly, he actually dropped it onto the core, uh, thereby causing the core to go into supercriticality, a self-sustaining critical train rea chain reaction. He quickly moved the brick off the assembly, but re received a fatal dose of radiation. He died 25 days later from a radiation poisoning. Did they mention what happened to the private that was there? Of course not. Uh, he died in 1978 oh. of acute uh myogenous myelogenous leukemia so he got cancer from it essentially yeah it's just the slower kind <laughs> yeah so yeah 33 years after the incident he died of leukemia and who's to say it wasn't because of that little oh, i i would be willing to bet that it was but dalian daglian was standing right on top of the thing so just like a baseball bat full of radiation right to the chest yeah yeah and he just rotted away yeah radiation is a terrible terrible thing okay so here's what we got uh 
Uh, he got 200 rads, 2.0 gray, which is the ionizing radi radiation dose of the International System of Units, defined as the absorption of one joule of radiation energy per kilogram of matter. That was neutron, 110 rads of gamma. I didn't, I wasn't aware that neutron radiation was different from gamma radiation. That's interesting. Are the rads like we're talking like fallout? Yes. Yeah. So that's how, I mean, we learn something from a video game. Yes. How about that? Yep. There you go. That's right. That's you don't right. eat rad scorpion meat and not have some rad away. I was eating some peanut butter tonight. I'll, I've been like on a peanut butter kick lately. Like peanut butter and apples, peanut butter and crackers, peanut butter and pretzels and stuff is like mm -hmm. my go-to snack mm -hmm. as of late, mostly for the protein because I do enjoy that little burst. And I looked at the ingredients and I thought, oh, they must have misprinted something because I noticed that it had, as one of the very first ingredients, rape seed oil. And oh, I thought, yeah. that can't be right. It's got to be grape seed, right? Not rape seed. Yeah. No, it really is rape seed. That is a yep. terrible fucking name for a plant that you yeah. eat. Yeah. Or anything, really. I mean, you know, it's like calling. Well, if you're uh, looking for some rape, go ahead and plant yourself some rape seed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rape will grow abundantly for you. Get yourself a rape plant. Every time yeah. you try to walk past it, it grabs you by the ankles, holds you down, pulls your pants off and violates you. It's horrible. It's a horrible plant. <laughs> Did you see that one Instagram I sent you? It's this guy working out in the gym. <laughs> yes, yes. It's the guy. Yeah, it's this guy working out in the gym, and he drops his weights, and one of them goes rolling, and it, it bounces. It turns up. into one of those. Uh, what the hell? Are the name of those? Um, Rube Goldberg. A Rube machine. Goldberg machine, essentially in the gym. Yeah, like it bounces up and it hits this other weight bar, and the bar comes slamming down. This guy's doing push-ups, and it goes right in his butt. And he goes. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, the cry is the best part of that video. Huh? <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's, you did it much better than me. It's 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 exactly the sound you would assume you would get if you were surprised. Um, um, had something inserted into you, and you liked it a little bit, <laughs> perhaps. That, that was the impression I got, but it was just so goddamn funny. I must have watched it about twenty times on repeat. I, I did something very similar to that, too, because I, I, I reviewed it again before we came on. Uh, I was like, I got to watch that shit again because it was fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. I don't know what anybody else in my house thought when they kept hearing, ah! <laughs> like on repeat. <laughs> what is dad looking at in there? You yeah. don't want to know. When I was I was at work one day and I, I, I there was this just bizarre moment in my head where I thought. I'm going to look up the word horsegasm. You know, like or orgasm, horsegasm. Yeah, so, sure. So I did, and I found a video, and I didn't realize that my audio was turned all the way up on my phone. And I clicked on it, and this guy was going, huh, huh, huh. and it was <laughs> fucking hilarious. But this guy moaning in the middle of a dead quiet office all of a sudden. Yeah, and you couldn't turn the volume down fast enough. There's no, uh, nothing I could do fast yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when Hotmail first became a thing when that video went around 
of the chick giving the horse head and getting his nut uh, blasted all over. I no, never saw I it. I never saw I it, but I heard about it from a bunch of people that were like, dude, did you get that horse cock video? And I was like, no, thankfully I did not. I'm still a, a virgin to a horse orgasming into a woman's face, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully that's, that's a good thing to be ignorant to i think and and one last thing on the um on the front of things blasting uh in a very inopportune place i was at a was i in a doctor's office or a dentist's office i don't remember which but i was there with one of my kids or maybe maybe both my oldest children and i was looking at something on my phone and all of a sudden, my phone goes something like this. Top was pictures of Miley Cyrus. <laughs> and like there was nothing, <laughs> nothing I could do to stop it. Nothing. And I wasn't even looking at anything uh, like remotely no. sexual. I was like playing a game on my phone. Yeah. It's like topless pictures of Miley Cyrus. And holy shit. It was so fucking loud. Everybody turned and looked at me and I was like, ha, <laughs> go back well, to what i was doing nothing on earth you could do would make it any better it would only no. make it worse yeah and it literally i tried my damnedest in that split second to push the down button on my volume it was it was too late oh. as soon as the word like topless started coming out i was like oh no <laughs> you know? i still to this day i have no idea where that where that vocal where the vocalization came from because there was nothing on the screen because i was like look i wasn't doing anything weird like that you know to my yeah. kids i'm like look i wasn't doing anything weird i was just playing a game you know so i don't know if it was like a gag thing or it could have been but it could have been man, an ad but yeah it was funny <laughs> that's great yeah yeah and i have seen topless pictures of miley cyrus since then mm-hmm yeah. yeah, they're they're pretty nice. She's a she's an attractive girl. Yeah, something about is. her. Yeah, yeah she's something like attractive. tomboyish about her. I like, but I like. she has a voice like one of the battle droids from uh, Star Wars Episode <laughs> One. I wasn't the first to find that comparison. I just happened to find it true. Fair enough. Fair enough. She's used that voice hard. She's Did you know Dolly Parton is her godmother? No, I didn't. No, she's the got more. A voice. You know. She's got a voice like I do. It's all gravelly and shit. I dig it. Yeah. So anyways, uh, we could talk about this, you know, for an extended period of time. But I just looked at the clock and we are out of time. So that would have to be a story and or conversation for another time, which we won't have. Thank you for watching Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like the visual of a piece of weightlifting equipment that we gave you going into a guy's butt. I mean, it's not really that graphic, but, you know, it's implied. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it was still pretty goddamn funny. Oh, bye. Bye.